are you to judge? Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? In the back of my mind, I'm saying, who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? Podcast. amazing who are you to judge podcast family we are back with another amazing show this testimony is going to come from someone so anchored in the lord is the best way that i can explain it it's definitely gonna blow your mind but more importantly tug on those heartstrings so let's jump into it most gracious most merciful king of kings lord of lords father i thank you for this day i just thank you for this moment i thank you for your grace i thank you for your love i thank you for your anointing god i pray that you come in and you allow everything that you have for each and every person listening or watching this show tonight i pray that you come in and you touch their hearts and their minds and you allow your spirit to be seen here hide me behind your cross so that you can be seen and i will continue to be careful to give your name all the glory the honor and the praise in your almighty holy name i love you and i thank you amen now let's jump right into episode five of who are you to judge podcast what's your worth hey guys hi um, I just wanted to really just um, give you guys a like small synopsis of my story. Um, I have had a lot of different challenges and difficulties um, throughout my life. And um, I honestly wouldn't change any of that because it wouldn't make me who I am today. Um, I have um, lost a child. Um, I physically birthed him and he passed away um, only at three months. Hello, hello, hello to my Who Are You to Judge podcast family. Welcome to another amazing episode. Here we are with episode number five. I have a beautiful, an intelligent, a mentor, an amazing person here with me today. And I'm so excited and grateful that you did this for me. So what I want you to do, let's start this thing off with you telling the world, how do we know each other? How did this happen? Uh, so let's talk to the folks and tell them how we know each other. Um, well, we are first and foremost, we are cousins. Yes. And we have grown up together our entire life. And I love you more than anything in the world. Aww. And she go, she go get me going. We t- Stop this. She go get, we just got started. Um, so, I mean, when I asked you to be on, a big part of it is because... I've admired your journey from a distance, and I know we may not speak and talk on a day-to-day basis. I do know a lot of what I saw in you could be helpful and beneficial to a lot of women. Um, When I started my YouTube channel, I used to get a lot of inboxes from just people kind of like spilling their stories and their hearts, and I did so much. You know, you can't share what you've never been through, and... I know you've been through a lot of things that the average woman or person hasn't been through. So if we can, I would like to start at the beginning of your journey, the beginning of of your story, leading up to the woman that you are now. How did you get to where you are today? Okay, well, it first started, honestly, um, in 2008. Okay. Um, I had got married, um, I was pregnant with my second child, um, and then after we got married, um, I had my son in June, and then September, I lost my son. I woke up one morning, and my son was not breathing, and it devastated me beyond repair. And after that, that's when the vicious cycle started to deteriorate my life. And I always second-guessed everything that I did from that point on. Um, I never thought I was good enough. Um, me and my husband were having outs, and I thought I wasn't, you know, living up to the expectations of what a wife should be, and always thinking, like, was it me, or am I doing something wrong, or it, it, it was just 
like one thing after another and then after I figured out that me and my husband was not going to be together because of the infidelities um we ended up even losing our apartment and it took me to a place where I'm like where am I going to go now I have two kids I have I have a second daughter at the time and I'm like where are we going to go I had finished school and so I went back to live with my parents and that's when I started to seek God more I was in and out of churches I didn't know where I was going to be at you know, from day to day, how I was going to do this, and how I was going to do that, what I'm going to do for my kids. I didn't even have a car. So it's like I'm borrowing my parents' car to get back and forth. And I started visiting the church that I am with, what I'm with now. And when I tell you that their love was something that I immediately drew me there, it was the love there. And by me being there and seeing the love there, it made me realize that I can love myself the way that they're loving on me. And I, I, I honestly, I, I, God, you gave so much meat on the bone there. And I admire that. I mean, it, it is. So I'm sorry I'm going to chew through it a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, my podcast family, I love y'all. Y'all got to bear with me because this is one of those stories, like, similar to and and she hasn't mentioned this yet but i'm gonna throw this in there y'all she's a minister um as she knows i know you know when you sit down and you write your sermon there is a lot of meat on that bone before you actually reach the bone to share it with your congregation or you know you know you've completed said sermon i'm saying that to say this you started in 2018 when all of this happened where were you mentally? Was God with you? Were you questioning God? Like, where, what did your relationship look like in the midst of your storm with God? What, what, what did you, what, what did you look like? What, what did your, what did your relationship with God look like during that time? Before it happened, I was, I was, I had a, a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I was praise and worship leader. You know, singing before the people, and, and she then, can loop. Go ahead, but <laughs> <laughs> And then when my son passed, I, I can't say I did question God. And I know we're not supposed to question him. And at that time, I did question him. And I kept saying, like, God, why my son, why, why my baby boy, he was only three months. So why my little baby that I birthed and brought home and was up in the middle of the night feeding and laughing and joking with why did you have to take him? But it wasn't up until we got to the funeral and I saw all the people that were there. And for my son to only be here for three months, it was standing room only. Mm. And it was to the point where you couldn't get a seat when you came to the church because there was so many people there and to see that in three months, the lives that he impacted just in that short amount of time. And I'm get away from God. Not even gonna hold you up. I got away from God. I was, like I said, I was in and out of church. I had left the church about that and was just church hopping. Like any common person, just church hopping. Not really affiliated with a church, so Somebody like, hey, are we doing this over here? All right, I'm there. And like I said, it wasn't until I got to my church now, which is God's Universal House of Prayer, where my the, the first lady at the time, she's our pastor now. When I tell you she got my foot, she <laughs> got my foot. Okay. She, she, she's like my second mother. Okay. And I didn't know what a true relationship with God was until I got there. Yes, my mother is a a reverend. She's a minister as well. But, you know, it doesn't hit you differently until you hear from someone else. Absolutely. And so with her and her husband, uh, God rest his soul, um, they were the parents that drove me, like, no, you need to do this. And anytime I did something wrong, 
I was in that office for correction. And I wasn't that type that if you sit me down and, and correct me that I'm going to get attitude and walk away. I literally took what they said to heart and it made me a better person. And that's what drew me into loving myself even more. But but I, I, I want to say this. And, and um, when you stated you took what they said to heart, I just want to say I admire that. That to me says this woman has known God and she knows God and she's intimate with God because that's something personally within myself I've always struggled with correction when people come to me and they tell me oh this is wrong you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do this I was like no I know what I'm doing I know what you know I, I know this but then it took for God to sit me down by myself for me to ultimately truly see you got to be able to accept the correction that I'm giving you and that's where I know that you have been intimate with God because for you everybody can't receive that you know that and I, I did my husband hello he hello he he's one of them people <laughs> hello? No, no. but seriously I, I respect that and I admire that within you and when you when you found your church home, let me ask you this: When you found your church home, and I love what you said, you felt love there. When you found your home, did you know instantly? Did you know the moment you walked into the church? Did it take you time? It, it took it took me some time because um, it was funny because the, uh, the my pastor, she was the first lady at the time. Um, the church that I was at previously, she was the choir director. And I was in the choir with her. And then once we moved from the apartment, I left from out there. And it wasn't until June, no, July, I'm sorry. And um, me and one of my good friends, um, we found out that she had broke her ankle. And we was like, well, we're going to go up there and visit. We're going to go up there and visit. So, and it was actually during their pastoral anniversary. And so we, we went up there, and she saw me walk in, and the first thing she was like, so I'm looking like, what you want me to do? So she wanted me to do praise and worship. And I was like, uh, I only do uh, <laughs> things. <laughs> but that's what drew me into being a praise and worship leader was her. And it was so funny because that, Around about August, we, me and my mom and dad, we went out of town. Mm -hmm. And while I was out of town, I just, I sought God out. I said, Lord, if this is the church home for me, I need you to send me a sign. While I was out of town, he came to me and said, this is your church home. Mm. And as soon as I got back, the first Sunday I got back, I didn't tell her I was joining I didn't tell nobody else. Sure. I just got up at the door of the church and the shop. Mm. And I've been there ever since. And I stepped into my calling there. Thank you. And Thank I, you. I, I, Usher that on in. Because that was honestly, I'm glad you, there you go. That's where we at. That's exactly what I was looking for. That's where I was headed. That was my next <laughs> question. Um, when you got there, did you, let me, let me ask you this. Before we get into... And, and to you walking into your calling being there, did you ever feel that that calling was on your life prior to being at that church? Did you ever feel that that was something you would do? Or when you got there, it's something that, like, you you realized once you joined the church? Or did you knew, did you, ah, I'm getting tongue tied. Did you know before you got there? No, I didn't. I honestly, I did not. I always thought that I was just supposed to be just a singer, sitting in the back. But it had been prophesied over me a few times that I'm supposed to preach. And I was like, nah, that ain't my call. That ain't my call. Like, that's somebody else you see. What that word say? Many are called, but few are chosen. You better say it. Oh, she know the word, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't till uh, now I did. I had a dream mm -hmm. that um, that I was preaching. Okay. And this was about I want to say about three years ago. And I went and told my pastor at the time, and he was like, "Nope, I need you to go back." 
So he sent me back. Sent me back to sit down out. And it wasn't until after he passed, I had another drink. And this drink was more intimate than the first one because this one was so deep. It was me sitting in the, in the audience watching me. Ooh. That's how deep it was. And when I saw that, I said, okay, all right, God, I hear you. I see it, I hear you. And I went to her and told her. And after that, um, I just became licensed in January this year. Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gave my initial sermon two years ago um, when we actually left our first building. I was the last service in that building. And I'm thankful because um, that title that I gave for that sermon had been sit with me for about year and I titled that my first initial sermon was my tank may be empty but my faith is on full say it again please I'm sorry uh, for y'all you, oh, on YouTube for those of you that are watching this y'all I know y'all see it but them that's listening I'm sorry can you say that one more time my tank may be empty mm. but my faith is on full See, now you're going to make me go into other stuff because I want to know, like, can, okay, we can't, we can't. I, I, I got you, I got you. <laughs> um, I, oh, I got to ask. I'm sorry. The, the spirit is leading me here, so I have to ask. Can you give us a little bit of that? Just a little okay. bit, just a smidge of it. Okay, so when you think about NASCAR, you think about the cars going around the track trying to get to the finish line. But it's sometimes that we have to pull over and we have to fill up on things that's going to rejuvenate us back into our faith. Sometimes, like in my sermon, sometimes you might be running on an empty tank, sometimes you might run on a half a tank, and sometimes you might keep going while your light is still blinking that you need to get. Mm. But we cannot stop at where we're at. We have to constantly keep pushing because of the fact that faith is something that we can't see. It's believing in the word of God, even though you know that you cannot physically see him, but spiritually you know he's there. Mm -hmm. And it's times where you might feel that someone's telling you, no, don't do that. No, don't go there. No, this person's not for you. That's nothing but the Holy Spirit giving you warning because warning comes before destruction. So what what is what what happens? I'm sorry. Good God, I feel like I'm in a great sermon. You said what happens? What happens? Say that warning, one more time. Warning, mm -hmm. warnings come before destruction. So we always have to take heed at the warnings that we see. Sometimes we might overlook it, but believe me, God is going to give you that warning more than once before that destruction comes. Amen. Uh, I'm gonna get a benediction now. No, 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 no. But, but, but for real, I, I'm, I'm gonna shoot y'all straight. I'm gonna move on because, for me, I know for some, everybody may not get what you're doing. And it was 2010. I was told by this gentleman. He said, when someone is speaking to you about the Holy Spirit, when somebody is talking to you in God, and you feel it, you always want to sit down as if you're sitting at their feet. And they're teaching you. And right now, for those that have ears that are truly listening, I feel like you're teaching. And I respect that. And I appreciate the anointing that God has placed on your life. And I think it's so beautiful. And I think your your, your words are more powerful and poetic than what I think you can even see within yourself. You said you saw yourself preaching. I see it in you. And I just wish you can go in that thing full throttle with more confidence. Because you don't understand within that couple minutes you just gave me something in my life that I'm going to carry with me forever. NASCAR says to fill up. These are the things that's going to help us. Warning comes before the great destruction. I listen to you. I hear you and I receive that and I pray that somebody listening or watching can hear and receive everything that you just gave because you just gave a whole bunch of nuggets too. Who are you to judge? Moving on. I'm sorry y'all. She got me going. That's this 
My next class in school that I'm getting ready to take is a biblical course because I'm minoring in theology for those that don't know. But uh, I'm getting ready to go into a course and this is my passion. I love to learn about God. But I want to kind of get back on to your story. You, you said infidelity. What I want to ask, I don't want to ask about the situation. I don't want to know what happened. I don't want to go into that portion of it. I want to know how did God play a role in your mental while you went through the midst of that particular storm? How was God in the midst of the things that you were going through during that particular time? Well, I can honestly say God kept my head level because there were many times that I could have did like any other woman out here in the streets and went slash some tires broke some car windows and all that. <laughs> but I had to think about my children. Yes. That's what that's what kept me grounded. And God kept reminding me, you're not doing this for him. This is for you and your kids. You're not staying happy for him. You're staying happy for you and these kids. And so that's why I sought out God more than I ever had before. Because I felt that I needed to see him. He kept me grounded. He kept me level-headed. He kept me, I want to say, focused on what I needed to focus on to make a life for my children. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that it did do me some justice because I'm going to just throw this in there. Um, I think about two years ago, my oldest daughter, she will be 14 on Tuesday. She wrote a paper about me um, two years ago at school. And one thing that stood out to me the most was when she said in her paper, my mother is doing this and she's showing us, well, she's showing me that she can do this with or without me. And that's what stuck to me because of the simple fact that my daughter is watching what I'm doing. And that's all that matters to me. As long as I'm keeping God happy and my children happy, then that makes me happy. I think that is so amazing because that tells me that you are anchored and rooted in something so much bigger and greater than you, than me, than what anybody knows, and you're passing it on. And they say you can tell, you know, how good that fruit is. If I'm not, you, you help me here. I know you know what I'm trying to say. You can tell the, a tree by the fruit that it bears. And I think you're bearing the right fruit. I think you are doing the right things. I think you are saying the right things. And I think when you begin to walk in your anointing and in the confidence, the way that God has given it to you, I think you're going to do some amazing things. I really feel like this vision that you have that we're going to get to later is going to go so much further than what you can even imagine. And I love the light. I love how you've been through the death of a child. I can't imagine that you've been through infidelity. I can't imagine how that played a role. I can't imagine going from being a married woman to being this woman with two kids, but look at you still standing and you're still talking about how good and merciful God is. And that's what I created this podcast for because I wanted to show people we're going to go through things, um, yeah. but you're still standing. And I just want to tell you, from the bottom of my heart, I find it extremely admirable, and I think that you are a beautiful soul on the inside and out. If you could say one of the biggest lessons that you've learned thus far, what would that be? To love myself unconditionally. Mm. That's the biggest thing that I've learned over these six plus years, because a lot of us don't love ourselves. A lot of us get down with self-esteem. But once you get grounded into loving yourself, baby, mm. it's going to change the whole way you look at things in life. See, I know y'all going to 
want to know, this is what we do in the Baptist church. We ask people to say things twice for the people in the back. So can you say that again for the people in the back? <laughs> say that one loving more time. Loving yourself. Mm. Loving yourself is going to make you look at things a whole lot different. I'm going to share this with you. And, and I take notes for a reason. And I honestly was going to share this for the next episode because I'm going to have a panel of ministers and doctors and psychiatrists on. But but every single person, and I don't know who's all watched every episode. I don't know if anybody has. I don't care, honestly. But <laughs> everybody has said that as far as loving yourself. And I think the biggest thing that I'm finding, the biggest trend that I'm finding amongst everybody is learning to love ourselves and the more we, we we're so used to putting our kids and our husband and our job and everything before us that we forget to stop and love ourselves i walked around with holy draws and socks and clothes that i had for 10 15 years and it would take for my husband to be like uh you want to get some new panties <laughs> It's like, you know, and now, I mean, I can look back and laugh, but it's like, oh, that's the norm for me, you know? Right. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to share this with you because I, I, my next question, I hope, will lead right into this. It was a lady that I worked with when I worked at this uh, property company or this property management company. She asked me to take her to the store to cast a check one day. So now this particular morning, I woke up. And I told Deanthe, I'm like, I need clothes. I need shoes. I'm like, baby, everybody else looks so professional. I'm wearing all this old stuff. I'm making the best with what I have, but I need more, right? So I get in the car. So she comes in my office. And she said, can you take me to the Myers? I want to get a money order. I said, well, we're not supposed to, but I'll take my break so I can take you. So I take my break, and I get in the car, and I take her. And as we're driving, she looks over at me. She said, can I say something to you? I said, sure. What would you like to say? You know, go ahead. She says, you come to work and you look so nice. You always look so lovely. You always have to. And in my mind, that reminded me of we're so hard on ourselves sometimes that we don't even, we can't even fathom or imagine what the outside world is thinking. Right. And here I had a conversation and God came and slapped me in my face and said, but you still mine. And that's what I took away from that. Going from there, I would like to know if you could tell younger Amelia one thing, what would you tell her and why? <laughs> If I could talk to younger Amelia, I would tell her, baby girl, stay the course. Don't allow anyone to tear your integrity down. Don't let anyone tear your worth down. Mm. <laughs> What's that word? Throw it out there one more time. Word. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Don't allow people's negativity to detour you off of what you have in sight in the future. I love that. I love that. And that's something that I'm dealing with within myself. And I appreciate your truth. I appreciate you being so authentic to share that. Like learning your worth and knowing who you are. I've asked you the biggest lesson that you've learned. I've asked you about your younger self. What do you think thus far in the years that you've been living right now, what's the biggest life lesson that you think you have learned through everything that you've been through? For me, it's just continue to seek God. Mm. Because my thing is, if we don't continue to seek Him, and I know not everyone's like, God's not for me. But for me, for my story, for my purpose in life, I have to continue to see that. Has it helped you? Oh, it has helped me tremendously. I'm sorry, has it helped you? The people in the back. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, he has helped me. <laughs> when I tell you I can brag on how good God is. Brag just a little bit. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Go. 
God is merciful. God mm. is good. God is kind. God is a provider. He mm. is my salvation. Mm. God is my everything. Mm. The house that I have, God provided. Ooh. The car that I have, God provided. Won't he do it? My, my new son that God gave me, God provided. Say it again. Won't he do it? He will do it. And he's going to do it like nobody else. He's going to show up and show it. Girl, you better. <laughs> I. <laughs> I, I, I got, I'm sorry, I gotta go. I gotta go. But I, I just, I, ooh wee. Alright. If you could give one individual that has been through or is going through what you have been through, that mother, that father, um, what was it? I, I want to say I saw a couple weeks ago, was it the, the, the story. I actually watched this on um, Netflix where the father killed the wife and her two children, or her two sons, or daughters. It was it was daughters. But if you could give somebody that has sat where you have sat, if you could give them some advice, what would it be? What would you tell them if you feel you could tell them anything? How would you tell them to get through and to keep pushing? Well, it's just like two different ways that you can, you know, go about that angle because you you have those ones that know God and then you have the ones that don't know God. So for the ones that know God, just continue to seek Him because His answers, your answers that you're searching for, He's going to provide it, but it might not be in your time, but it's going to be in His time. Because you have to realize that when God blesses us with the small things, He looks to see how we're going to react to those things because if we react nonchalant to the small things, how are we going to react to and then for the people that don't know God just continue to love on yourself because if you don't know your self love or your self worth you're not going to push past where you are because I'm, I'm trying to tell you once you know your self worth faith is going to do tremendous things for you now there, it, I will say it was a song that helped me through I'm ready. And I'm was, ready. And it was, it was Are we fantastic. gonna sing it? it Are we gonna fantasia. sing it? <laughs> it was Fantasia, and it was her song, "Doing Me." It says, "I'm doing me. No more crying, going through hell. It's all right. I'm loving myself." And I had that song on repeat. That song helped me go through everything that I was going through with my marriage thinking about my son. My son would actually would have been 12 years old this year. And when I tell you it got better, yeah, I have my moments like everyone else, but it did get better. Do you feel like it made you stronger? Do you understand? And I know a lot of times for people that have lost children, you know, um, and, and this is something I actually learned talking to my grandmother, to outlive a child, she said, is probably one of the worst feelings that I think she's had. And my question to you, do you feel like you have gotten the just of why it happened yet? Do you feel like you have got why God did what he did? Do you do you feel like you, you, you understand the design or are you still in the process of understanding the design? I'm still, I still, I'm honestly, I still don't understand why it happened, but I can tell you that I'm okay that it happened. And the reason Ooh. I say that is because a few, a few weeks or a few months after he died, he came to me in a dream. And the dream was, um, I was standing in the hallway and I was standing in front of the elevator and the elevator doors opened. And once they opened, I saw him in a white robe with some weight. And then I saw when I once he saw me and we saw each other, he flew on up. Mm. And after that, that's when I became okay with okay. what happened. Ooh, see, and that's why <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm gonna share something that. It's kind of tough for me to share, but I'm going to share it because only because you just shared that. Um, I didn't physically lose a child, 
but DeAnthony uh, and I have been through a couple of pregnancies um, that just didn't make it, let's say that. And I remember one night I had a dream and I was in his house and I can't tell you how I knew they were my kids. I can't tell you. I just knew. I, I That's all I can say. I knew. And I know that they're okay. I know that all is well. I know that most of all there is a God. And and, and Jesus died to, to, to be that. Come on, y'all. Like, it, it, I, I just wish we could wake up and see it's bigger than our color. It's bigger than the division. It's bigger than pol politics. It's, it's bigger than religion. Like, it's it's so much bigger than what this picture has been painted for us. The, the, the issues and problems that I think we all face day to day is so much bigger than that. You know, and, and I, 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 I look forward to the day. Where, where I think many of us that know God, we look forward to that day. Oh yeah. And and I don't want to be left behind. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I've been through a miscarriage as well. I didn't have a miscarriage. I didn't gave birth to. I actually gave birth to all four, and then lost a child. So yeah, I, I've been on both sides of that spectrum. We have four children. We would have probably ten. We would probably have ten children. Um, but things happen and life happens and it's okay. And I mean, but <laughs> my son was. Dad made it. Dad made it to where the ones that were supposed to be here with you were here. I, I'll, I'll say this: my, my son was supposed to be a twin, and he, the, the doctor told us. <laughs> I know my husband remembered it. My doctor told us, she said, um, he was just strong. He sucked all of the nutrients into his little, you know, area. And I'm like, it's okay. And and now to see him and run around and I was always one of those people that always wonder, like, you know, do your twin know, like you lose a twin, do you know you lost a twin? Do you know it's supposed to be someone else? And I look at my youngest, my daughter, Caitlin. I look at her now and I see them play together and I'm like, I just, I love the connection for them to have that. Uh, but this isn't about me. This is about a beautiful Amelia. So moving forward, I have to know what made you the woman you are today and where are you today and how has your life changed through all the obstacles and trials and tribulations? Well, everything that I have been through, every trial, every tribulation, is the reason why I am here, is the reason why I am the person that I am today. Because without the trials and tribulations, how can God test us to where to see where we are supposed to be? And I'm thankful because everything that I've been through has made me start my own foundation. Mm. Can we talk about that? Elaborate. Okay. <laughs> um, well, the foundation that I started is called Know Your Worth Foundation. And that was a bit of a struggle for me because at first it was a foundation. And then I was like, no, I'm going to make an LLC. I'm going to make it a full business. And then God kept saying, no, it's not supposed to be an LLC. Mm -hmm. It needs to be a foundation. And so I struggled and sit back and forth. I came out with it about two years ago, but never really got my feet wet with it until this year I changed it back to a foundation. And in that foundation, um, it's about empowerment. It's about awareness to making men, women, boy, girl, whoever aware of their love for themselves or if they're going through a tough situation that they know that they can come out on top. I'm, I'm not the type of person that'd be like, oh, you gotta see God, you gotta see God. No, everyone has to come to God in their own time. I can tell you about them. I can brag about them all day, but it's still your decision at the end of the day to seek Him for what it is that you're seeking for. But for my foundation, 
I just really want to give awareness and empowerment to anybody that's struggling with something or it doesn't even have to be a relationship. It could be your job. It could be your children. It could be your parents. It doesn't always have to be a relationship that's, it could be peers that, you know, talk about, you know, how bullying is, is at all time high. And I just really want to give back. And so with the giving back, I, I know you had some posts and things going on on social media. So can we talk about, um, and my husband and I were actually discussing this earlier. We, we try to sew into um, everybody that, that's on the show. We try to be a blessing to everybody, but to see what you're doing for these troops and what you're trying to do for the troops, I think that is a beautiful movement um as far as what you're doing so can we talk about that a little bit with your foundation what you're doing right now and you'll be able to find this on lovelivevibes.net i will also list this information where you can donate and you can reach miss amelia um in regards to what she's doing but i want you to kind of talk about what you're doing right now like what you have going okay so what i'm doing now is i'm doing a donation drive where I'm taking any type of adult books, puzzle books, magazines. Um, if you want to donate um, bags of razors, um, crayons, markers, um, dried fruit, uh, cans of nuts and stuff like that, um, just to send over to the troops before Christmas. Because even through this pandemic, we know that everybody can't you know, come home and be with one another. So... I would want to at least try to send something over there that will, you know, reach them and show them that, you know, there are people still over here thinking about them and caring about them about, you know, what they're doing. And that's why I want to make sure, like, everything is packaged up so, you know, the coronavirus is going around so it's not loose so they can just pass it out how they feel. It should be passed out. But I really want to make this drive very be it for them because they've been over there risking their lives for us to keep us safe. And so that that's where I'm at with the donation drive. Awesome. So um are you are you taking cash donations as well? Yes I am. Um any cash donation that is received will go to buying like deodorant, sanitary napkins, um the razors, if, if I have to buy the and and I think that is amazing I think it's beautiful I think your foundation is beautiful can you state your and and let me say this we're gonna be building my husband and I have committed ourselves to building um, a website for your foundation for you um, we're going to build that up from the ground up. God has placed that on our hearts so that it's something that we will be doing and contributing to you. Um, I know Wix is cool, but this is something that you'll be able to have. You'll be able to have a personal email. So that is something that the Lord has truly placed on our hearts that we're going to do for you because we operate in the spirit. So for those of you that are listening and you're trying to do something and you want to be a blessing, and I really feel like... I hope and pray that each and every person that hears this, even if it's a dollar, you know, or a canned good, please, um, please, please contribute to what she has going on because I think we need more of this in the world, more love. Um, and not just at Christmas time or Thanksgiving. I want to be able to do this all over. So that's why I'm wholeheartedly in support of what you're doing. And I hope that Love and Light um, organization will be able to you know, contributing at some point, we can do some collaborations together. Um, definitely off the ground, you know, I, I would love to do that. Um, we're working with the chronic homeless and mental illness, so so I would love to uh, definitely continue to be a part of what you're doing. So I want to first and foremost thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your wisdom. I want to thank you for your knowledge, but. Right now, I'm calling on Minister <laughs> Millie. I'm calling her out. And uh, I want you to share some encouraging words 
um, in faith and in God as far as uh, what's going on in our world right now and for people that have been through the things that you've been through, that I've been through, that many of uh, the previous guests have been through, um, I would like you to kind of just share some uplifting words and encouraging words to kind of help motivate and keep people going. Well, first and foremost, I give honor to God who is totally all of my life. Um, I just want to say that to the people that were already on the show, you keep your head up. No matter what may come your way, you constantly keep your head up. Because in this life, we have to keep striving forward. There's no moments that we need to look back. You always have to remember things that we go through in life, God allows the enemy to intervene into our lives for the simple fact that he's testing us to see where we are in our faith. So always remember that even though that you might be going through a storm, but remember that you're just going through the storm. So there is going to be light at the end of that storm when you get out of it. For everyone else that's listening in, make sure you love yourself, love on yourself. I don't care if it's even going out to eat by yourself. Baby, eat well by yourself. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with sitting by yourself at a restaurant eating. There's nothing wrong with going to the movies by yourself. Always continue to keep a smile on your face. Never let anyone know what you're going through. They, it's always the saying, I don't look like what I've been through. So make sure that you are constantly smiling, you're doing the stuff that you love, and you're constantly loving on people. Even through this pandemic, we might not understand why we're going through this pandemic, but I can certainly tell you that it is God speaking to us in this pandemic. You wonder why, why we're sitting at home with our family. There are families that have been broken, that have been brought back together through this pandemic. So we have to see the good, the good out of any type of bad situation. Mm. Mm -mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I don't know if none of y'all received it, but I receive all of it and I accept it. Um, I want to know, is there anything else that you would like the world or the people to know about your foundation and what you have going? Well, um, I do have some other stuff in the works with the foundation. Um, I'm going to be getting some brunch talk sessions together where I want some people to come in and tell their testimonies and what they've been through, what they overcame. Even if you didn't overcome anything at all, please just come and just share what it is that you got going on in your life because we never know whose testimony is going to help someone else. Um, some other things that I got planned out is I'm trying to um, start selling t-shirts once I get everything in order with that. Even some tumblers. I'm going to be putting all our logos on it and getting it all out there so that this foundation can get the, the publicity that it needs. Absolutely. And we will be working on, my goal is to have your website done by the end of the year. So that um, you guys will be able to reach her. Um, but right now, uh, what's your contact information, your email information? Uh, my email is kywf19 at gmail.com. You can find me also on Facebook at Know Your Word Foundation INC, or you can find me on Instagram, uh, no underscore your underscore word foundation and we will drop all of that down in the description box and I want to say thank you so much for your love for your compassion for your knowledge for your wisdom and most of all for your love of God and being able to share the relationship and the intimacy that you have shared with our Lord and Savior in hopes that I, I, I pray that this particular episode just kind of opened somebody's heart to be able to know that God is, you know, sovereign. You know, he's, he's number one in everything that we do. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story. I know that was not easy to come on here and share some of the things that you did. So I really, truly, truly, truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Um, and don't forget to bless her cash app. Can you throw your cash app out there for the world, please? 
Dollar sign KWF Y19. Okay, y'all got it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I pray that, you know, the Lord places it on someone's heart to be a blessing. I pray that it is placed on anybody's heart to be a blessing. I don't care if it's a dollar or two dollars. Um, my listeners have been doing pretty good, you know, blessing, blessing my guests. So I, I pray that you guys be a blessing to her and her three beautiful children and um, her husband. I, I, I pray that God's anointings and blessings on your life, on your marriage, on your relationship continues to move forward. And um, you keep allowing God to use you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Patty. I love you. I love you, too. Have a good night. <laughs> wow. How amazing was that? Many of times we lose things in life and we're not sure why. We don't understand. We can't understand. Kind of reminds me of the story of Paul. When God took his power from him, he didn't give up. He kept pushing. He kept pressing, and most of all, he kept living. So I'm saying that to each and every one of you. With many of the guests that we've had on our show, they've been through a lot of different things, but we all have been through something. We all know in this life there will be trials and there will be tribulations. It's up to each and every one of us how we live the day out. You can choose to speak life, or you can choose to be speak death. The choice is yours. So I'm sending love, I'm sending light, and I'm sending positivity to each and every one of you. Love and light to you all. Who are you to judge? 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 In the back of my mind, I'm saying, who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge podcasts?